voice of Kelani, an Afro-Indigenous singer based in Brazil. The name of her song is Intuition, and like the other three singles that she released in 2021, it's a mix of R&B, soul, groove, and as she writes, a flirtation with pop. I'm so happy to say that Kelani is a former student of mine in the visual arts department at Pacific Union College, and I'm so proud to see what she's doing in the world. Speaking of, the name of her upcoming album is I Am Of The World, referencing the way Seventh-day Adventists refer to non-believers, saying they are of the world. She explores this idea through her music and asks the question, but aren't we all in the world right now in various ways? Welcome to Brazil Week. Spectrum's focus on the country with the most Seventh-day Adventists in the world. We're trying to explore it in multiple ways, theologically, sociologically, and politically. The couple I'm going to talk to next is a social media phenomenon, Agnes and Kareen. They are on Instagram under the name 2WeGo, and that's the number 2. And they really are a dynamic duo, growing up and studying media in Brazil, moving to Bangladesh as missionaries, and now living in Berrien Springs, where Agnes attends the Seventh-day Adventist Theological Seminary. I'm so happy to be sharing my conversation with them, with all of you. Stay tuned at the end of it to hear the entire song by Kelani. And thank you so much for being a part of the Spectrum community. Welcome to Adventist Voices, Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I'm honored to be joined by Karini and Agnes. Thank you for talking with all of us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be with you all. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks so much. So we're going to be covering a lot of the world from Brazil to Bangladesh to Berrien Springs. <laughs> Tell us where you are right now. Exactly. It's yeah. a big contrast. <laughs> yeah. So we are in Berry Springs. Uh, we have been living close to Andrews. Yeah. Nice. Like a two streets from Andrews. Yes. Something like that. Uh-huh. You're two right? roads away, two yeah. streets away from Andrews. Uh, I have been studying my master's degree in uh, Master's in Divinity here, theology, none of the words. <laughs> and Karini is... For now, I'm just yeah. accompanying him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, great. So you're in Berrien Springs. You're doing a kind of classic Adventist experience at the seminary, studying theology. Okay. Take us back to where you were in Brazil, where you grew up. Um, how... How did you both meet? So uh, our story is, is funny because I, I raised it in I raised it up in south of Brazil in Blumenau, Santa Catarina. It's like a small city in the south of Brazil. But Karine, I I grew up in Rio de Janeiro yeah. for most of, of my life, but uh, most part of my childhood was near uh, the Amazon in. It's a state called Pará. It's right beside the Amazon. It's part of it too. 
So yeah, I, I, we also moved around a little bit in Brazil as well. <laughs> but when yeah. I was like uh, 18 years old, I moved to Rio de Janeiro to live with my grandmother. And I started my studies, my studies there, my undergrads, right? Mm -hmm. And I met her there. Like I lived there like uh, eight years. Yes. And I could work, I could study. It was a great time in my life. And the best time in my life was when we <laughs> when we got married and we are together since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we, we actually met. Uh, because I I also have lived in the U.S. about 10 years ago in Georgia when I was in high school for almost three years. So I learned English here. Of course, there's always space for improvement. But <laughs> then I went back to Brazil and then uh, there was there was going on um, back then, like a lot of youth programs that the church was planning. So lots of people from different cities were getting together, like a congress, like a really big congress. Youth congress, yeah. Yeah. And we didn't know each other until that day because he received a girl uh, who's from Ireland. She somehow ended up living with him and his grandmother for three months, <laughs> even though she didn't speak Portuguese and him and his mother didn't speak English, yeah. but they made it work and they had a great time. Yeah, and that it was funny because that occasion I, I didn't, I couldn't speak English less than now. <laughs> and she, she, she doesn't speak Portuguese as well. So she lived in my, my home three months. <laughs> Even though we don't yeah, speak and they our have language, conversations yeah. and go out together. Yeah. But then, when this congress, this youth congress happened, she told him, "Could you get someone to translate for me? Because I really want to understand what the pastor is about to say during the sermon." So he talked to a friend. Do you know somebody who's here who speaks English? And said, "Oh, I just met a girl two weeks ago. I think she's here. I think I saw her." There was like two thousand people that yeah, day in that yeah. place. And then he called me and I said, yeah, I, I could help her. And then I came and sat with them and then we became friends. And then eventually we started dating. <laughs> yeah. But this is how it happened. <laughs> 2014. Yes. Yeah. And we got married 2018. 2018. Yeah. Yes. Oh, congratulations. Well, Thank I love you. that you are there as a translator and then you just started, uh, you got rid of the other person. It was just the two of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah actually i barely talked to him that night but somehow with the body language he told her like somehow that he was interested in me yeah and she got it and then she was like randomly just you know little by little you know talking about him oh you know i'm, I'm staying with this guy his grandmother he's really nice you should become <laughs> friends with him <laughs> yeah. yeah and then i kept you know meeting with her and then he would um somehow always end up uh coming to see us as well whatever we were doing yeah. and then we became really close our families as well so it worked out <laughs> <laughs> What, 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 like, what's a, what's a kind of date, a kind of regular date that, you know, you went on, for instance, do you go out for like coffee? Do you grab lunch together? Um, or, you know, do you see a movie? Is that allowed? What, what do you, what's, what's a good Adventist, uh, uh, date these days? <laughs> Brazil. I guess, well, Brazil is huge. And Especially huge Janeiro because we have a lot of things to do in Rio de Janeiro. Yeah. Like uh, we can go to the beach. We can we can hike. Can uh, go, for hike. go for a hike and 
we can enjoy our time in theaters and a lot of museums. So it's a big city, like a New York. Yeah. So and Karine and I have like a adventure spirit, you know. <laughs> we love we love nature. We love uh, this this thing, something like that. We we used to do things like that, but yeah. it because it's so different depending where you go in Brazil. So if it's a more like conservative, traditional Adventist community, then I guess going to the movies maybe is not a kind of date <laughs> people would go. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, so I guess it depends on the city, the place where they live, and yeah. then and the personal taste of, of activities to do. But basically, yeah, that's what people do. They usually go out to eat. And yeah, eat some place, a good restaurant, yeah. uh, enjoy our time together in a um, um, shopping mall. Shopping mall, right? Yeah, a lot of people go to the mall as yeah, well. <laughs> mall. Yeah, but I don't know how things are going right now because of the pandemic, yeah. but <laughs> that's how it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, you mentioned this kind of youth congress, and I want to get um, your perspective on, you know, kind of youth Adventism in Brazil. So can you describe, is that common to have a 2,000-person youth congress there in, in Rio or, or elsewhere in Brazil? Yes, it's very common. It's and very common, yes. it depends on the, on the type of meeting that's happening. Uh, for example, Pathfinders is just huge. Yeah, it's so like, strong. The yeah. Pathfinders culture in Brazil is just amazing. Uh, when, when, uh, when when have like a campery there uh, from the South America division, you can you can find like uh, twenty thousand kids. It's a mm. it's a crazy camp. You know, <laughs> it's a big camp. So. Besides this fact uh, about uh, Pathfinders, we have like a Mission Caleb, like Caleb, Caleb Mission, Caleb, Caleb Mission. Mission. Uh, every every uh, vacations, our vacation is different than here. Here is the summer in the middle of the year. In Brazil, our vacations in, is in December and January. And during the, the this time, we uh, every church, like every not every yeah. church, right? It's like a district. Uh, yeah, different they, districts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they they get together for a mission in the in during the vacation time. So yeah. if, if it's in the city, then for example, we did it in Rio. We went to the favelas, the um, mm -hmm. to work with Bible school mm -hmm. for kids and doing like activities and games with them. And then, if people wanted to have viral studies, then that could happen too. Yeah, some, some, yeah. Uh, sorry, sorry. I remember <laughs> one one Caleb that we I participated that we organized uh, a wedding day for a couple, a yeah. poor couple in in this in this church that we work on. So it was so funny because we they they were so excited because. Uh, Young young people were like uh, planning, planning their wedding day. It's so so good. Yeah. yeah so it's, it's, it depends on where you are. Some some of these young people they do like um, city construction. They help yeah. uh, rebuild houses or paint places. Yeah. Uh, maybe they go to the countryside, and that's a different approach. So there is this uh, this type of activity that young people do a lot. Um, and then usually this is, I mean, it involves the whole country. So that's thousands and thousands of people, but they, they are divided into smaller groups. 
to go to different areas. And then there is the, the youth congresses like this one that we met mm -hmm. that once in a while they just plan like uh, for university levels, um, young people as well. Every year they used to have that too. Mm -hmm. They would have uh, speakers to talk about different topics and mm -hmm. then you could invite people from, from your university as well. It was more focused on the Adventist uh, young community, but you could invite people from outside as well. Uh, the, uh, the Adventist school in Brazil is so strong as well. The, the yeah. branch Adventist school in, uh, in educational area, it's so strong there as well. It's so. It's interesting to raise this part as well. Yeah. yeah. So when you tell someone you're Adventist in Brazil, you're saying that the brand, because of school and, and maybe also media, they're kind of familiar with it and it, it has a little prestige to it. Usually, uh, the the school, yes. If you say you're Adventist as a religion, um, not a lot of yeah. people at you know at first, no, yeah, yeah, they know about yeah. it. Okay, but they know the school. Yeah. they just don't really know what it is, <laughs> but they they have heard the name because lots lots of cities have this uh you know educational institution. But you know Brazil in general uh, regarding religion aspects. They were more Catholic. Yeah. Like I, I was born in a Catholic family. Most part of my family is still Catholic as well. It is huge. Like all of the holidays in Brazil, um, uh, there's lots and lots of Catholic people in Brazil. Mm -hmm. But um, from 20 years from now, I guess, Evangelical also, uh, Pentecostal, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it has also grown a lot in yeah. Brazil as well. And Adventist is still small compared to others, yeah. like um, Jeho Jehovah's uh, yeah, testimony, the, I guess it's, it's even more famous, I guess. Uh, I, I believe so, yeah. yeah. I need to check. but There are others, they're, I guess, more well-known than Adventist, yeah. but because of the schools, people know more ab about us. Not not really because of the church, but because of the schools and hospitals. That's yeah, lots hospitals, of hospitals clinicals, well. yeah. hospitals, yes. So, did you both go to Brazil Adventist University? Um, you, you know, did you what what's what's the experience like there? Uh, I studied two years in UNASP, uh, Universidade Adventista de São Paulo, okay. uh, in Campus Two in Nigero Coelho, in the, in the small city. So, yeah, it was a great experience. Uh, I could learn a lot um in UNASP it's like uh Andrews from yeah. for United States UNASP mm -hmm. is in Brazil you know about theology about uh, music music especially music uh, we have a lot of uh, famous singers in a given church in the middle of gospel signed words feels a Sony and so yeah. on right yeah 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 yeah, but we actually, he, he studied for two years there, the Adventist University, but he didn't finish. The yeah. total was four years. We went to, you know, we we're going to talk about it later, yeah. but we went to Bangladesh. So the idea was to go back so he could study two more years and then finish it. But we both graduated in Rio uh, from different in, uh, universities that are not Adventist. Yeah. Um, he studied uh, like marketing, publicity. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's his first major. Right. And I, yeah, and I studied international relations. So uh, his major, actually, the Adventist University offers that. But mm -hmm. the major that I uh, that I took 
um, there is no option for the advanced universities. But in Brazil, in general, I, uh, in general, I guess most younger people, uh, the number one choice is always to go to state universities. Yeah. Because the way it works in Brazil is that the state universities are um, uh, city universities. They are public. You don't you don't pay for it. Mm-hmm. There is like a test, an exam, and then the best grades from you know from Brazil they they get a spot to study there. So that's for everybody, including the Adventist uh, young people. That's their number one option, mm-hmm. unless they have a specific purpose, like they want to study in the seminary or mm-hmm. um, music or something or like that. In, yeah, or in the Adventist background, oh, yes. yeah, education. Yeah. yeah, unless their family really wants them to continue, but. So is it more expensive to go to an Adventist school than uh, uh, a city or state school? Is that what you're no, saying? It, it, it depends it depend on the, the course that you okay. get, the major, yeah. Um, but in general, I believe that yeah. it's relative, right? Because yeah. uh, the Adventist University is like a private university, mm-hmm. they and then it's paid, and it doesn't change a lot, the price yeah, compared yeah. to others. But the state universities are free. Yeah. yeah. You don't pay for it. So that's why I usually, and usually the education is really good. So, Okay. So let's talk about um, mission service. You mentioned the kind of local uh, activities that you were a part of growing up, uh, helping people get married and read the Bible, those sort of classic things, pathfinders, camperies. Um, how did you end up in Bangladesh as missionaries? So when I was in UNASPI studying their theology, uh, I was in the middle of the mission department, uh, and I could know a lot of uh, missions, the uh, missions, uh, how can I say nucleus, um, um. like, um, different different agencies mission agencies, agencies yeah, inside the university yeah, yeah mission mission agents so um and why was was there in 2018 like uh, six months before our our marriage our wedding day sorry uh a couple of friends from from brazil as well who were in bangladesh working there uh they met me there in unaspi and they invited invited me and they said so uh, we are thinking uh, who can come to Bangladesh and work in our place when we leave. So and we we were thinking about you and Karini. What do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, we knew we knew this couple. Uh, we were not very close friends, but we I mean, as we said before, like there's lots of activities between the young people. So we would always end up meeting each other and talking. And then we used to follow them on social media. That's also something interesting to mention that in Brazil, social media, uh, most Brazilian people are very connected. Yeah, yeah. It's a and huge part of yeah, Brazilian culture. We now. follow it yeah. this couple in social medias and we could see a lot of things about Bangladesh and I Karine uh, used it to, to say me, Oh, it's crazy country. I never go there. It's so crazy. Oh no. Look at look at, look at these streets, it's so dirty. That's uh, something like that, Karine. Yeah. <laughs> so you, that's what you thought, but you ended up there. And, you know, I spent 
uh, a year there as a volunteer in the middle of college with Adra Bangladesh. So um, that's one of the things that I um, am interested in hearing is your perspective on this because you're coming from Brazil to Bangladesh, aiming to do some sort of mission service, but also you know, encountering the challenges of a different culture and also the the real questions about, you know, serving God, serving the, you know, the community and serving the church. So how how was it? Was there a period of adjustment there? And and what was one of the most kind of kind of the most exciting or or experiences that you value the most out of it? Well, um, I mean, you mentioned about the adjustment. Um, we were we were not so surprised because, as we said, we were following our friends who were the, there the year before. So, of course, um, you get shocked when you see so many people living together. Um, there's lots of people in Brazil, too, but not like that in the capital. Like, you, you could barely move on the streets. But I guess what, what most shocked me was not, you know, how the cities were dirty or things like this, but how simple things um, that to us were things from the past, uh, they're, still, they're still happening there. For example, it was still common for teachers to hit in the students uh, physically. <laughs> That's uh, when we heard about that. Um, that was a shock to me. Or how like the depression that the, the 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 people in general they put in women to have babies they're male, like all every woman should give a male baby to their husbands, and then they would feel really guilty if they didn't get pregnant with the baby boy, and then I would tell them, but you know that that's not how it works, right? Because <laughs> you know science already proved uh, that men decides that, not the woman. <laughs> Another thing that was were in shock it was like a racism between them them yeah if you yeah. if you are white you are rich you are you are more beautiful than another ones you know mm. and we could see it. that's that's how they thought yeah and how, unfortunately yeah that's how they thought, thought and and to us um this aspect about racism for example in brazil it's more subtle mm -hmm. this kind of talks and some people even believe that this doesn't exist in brazil which i don't agree but uh there it's much more explicit like people are, don't feel ashamed to tell you that they don't think you're beautiful just because your skin is darker so uh of course it didn't happen to us because we were foreigners so we felt they were more kind to us in mm -hmm. that way um uh, but in between them there was very shocking how they would treat each other but at the same time, what was really good was they are so friendly. Mm -hmm, totally. They're so loving. They're, the hospitality is just um, amazing. Yeah, and Five stars. <laughs> yes. And we came from a country in Brazil that, you know, people usually um, get together really easily. I mean, we, it's easy to become friends with people in Brazil. But there it's even more. So that was a really interesting thing. We were very impacted by it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about what exactly each of you were doing there in Bangladesh. Yeah, uh, actually, Karin was the, the head of the, the project because they needed uh, a teacher, a professor to, to teach English, to, imp to improve the English of the teachers 
of an international school in in, in Dhaka, in, in the yeah. capital. So Karine worked that there as a teacher, English teacher, and I work in uh, social media. And I I was trying to improve and to raise the, the number of the the students in our school there. Yeah. So that was the main idea when we got there was to teach English, and that's what we did. But yeah. then. We ended up, I mean, getting involved with other things as well as most missionaries do mm -hmm. and volunteers. We always, you know, see opportunity to do more or to change the plans because, for example, because he grew up uh, so involved with Pathfinder's, you know, culture in Brazil, his idea was to open a Pathfinder club there. Mm -hmm. But then uh, it didn't work out the way that he planned because yeah. there was the language uh, barrier. He was still learning English yeah. when we went there. So, and he felt that he needed to be more prepared to do mm -hmm. that. And also the people there, um, they were not, they didn't invest a lot of time and energy into this kind of activity. So mm -hmm. it, that was one of the factors that was kind of frustrating in the beginning for Agnes, yeah. especially. And that yeah. occasion I couldn't speak English very well. But uh, that's why it was hard to me to improve or start something from zero. Yeah. Um, that's why I decided to change my mind there. Okay, I'm here now. I can I can't start uh, what I came from. I came to do. Uh, but let's go. Let's uh, let's go to another way. Let's do another thing that I can see that they need. So I can, and I can see that they needed to. Uh, to raise and to um, say, improve, the improve their enrollment, yeah, of students, and I, and I working in that. Yeah. yeah, he had experience that in Brazil, so mm -hmm. he just and he could work by himself doing that. So he felt <laughs> that it was easier to but not, develop that project. We, uh, we didn't work just in this school. We worked in another project as well. I don't know if we, we talked about that in no. our first meeting. What can you do? So we we met a Muslim man that his name is Rasaul and he works with an NGO project as well there and he had a project with uh, the, which was called Night School which they provided free school for kids who worked during the day a lot that's a harsh reality for the kids in Bangladesh they work a lot yeah. in really difficult conditions and the child labor is so strong there yeah yes even though by law it's prohibited but they don't have other alternatives I and guess. let's be clear those yeah. kids are working often in clothing factories putting together yeah. shirts and pants that we buy in the united states and you can go on the street and buy those same brands for a dollar made yeah. Uh, yeah. many young men and women under 18 years old who do that to make a living for their families. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Even uh, sometimes under 10 years old. Uh, we saw a lot of kids under 10. Yeah, so. eight years old, seven years old. We worked like yeah. a, a 10 hours per day in a, in a fan. Uh, fan like, uh, yeah, like they used to work as you factory, said. Uh, factory, yeah, factories of, of piece of fan. Yeah, yes, right. Yeah, uh -huh, electrical things yeah. And, and places like things like this. But so we went to visit this project, and this man was a really kind man. And then uh, we offered to help. So once a month we would go there, 
And then we we started uh, fundraising to buy things for the school, like school supplies. Because uh, it's a really, really simple. Because this man, he's just, oh, he's, he had such a huge heart. Yeah. And he just got a house that was like from his family. And then he opened the school with volunteer teachers. They were all Muslims. And the kids were Muslims as well. The teachers, everyone. And then um, we decided to somehow use the internet as a way to fundraise and, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, help. Because a lot of people would contact us from Brazil. Oh, I, I wish I could help you guys. What do you need? So we thought that this was a great opportunity to... Uh, we created the yeah. Instagram and YouTube channel to go. To we go. And we use it to share a lot of uh, videos and images and photos about our lifestyle there. So, and a lot of people from Brazil and another part of, of, of the world say, use it to send a message to us. Ah, how can I help you, you, you guys there? Uh, can I help in this, exactly in this project to buy, to buy a boulder, to buy a, a bag to the kids, to buy a, a toy? We don't know. I don't know, but I want to help. <laughs> yeah. So this is how it started. And then yeah. we, we ended up going every month. Mm -hmm. We just went the first time just to visit and then we ended up yeah, getting involved and, it. and it was just lovely. The kids were amazing. Yeah. They were, you know, trying it's to a, get it, a better uh, opportunity. Uh, it yeah. is in a really poor area. Yeah. yeah. It's like a, a poverty people. Uh, maybe they never saw a foreigner before uh, because we were like a <laughs> pop star there. <laughs> Yeah, please let, uh, sign here my paper. Uh. <laughs> because they love uh, soccer. Yeah. And so they just oh, love yeah. Brazil and, and Argentina national teams. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so every time we would tell someone from yeah, Brazil, Pelé, Ronaldo, yeah, Ronaldo, yeah. Pelé, Kaká. <laughs> they would go crazy. They would love to talk to us about it yeah. because we were from Brazil. Yeah, we used to play soccer with them, the middle of the street. Yeah, <laughs> it was so funny experience. Yeah. So um, we, because of the internet, because of the, the, the videos that we shared, uh, one lady from Costa Rica, uh, who he who her uh, uh, husband used to play soccer in a national team in Bangladesh there mm -hmm. no, in uh, a yeah, club just, yeah there's a, yeah. a club there in Bangladesh she, uh, she saw this image and she sent a message to us I wanna help you guys I wanna involve get involved in this project with you I wanna visit this school so she visited this school with us and one month uh, later. She she went to Costa Rica, uh, her country, and she went. She and her husband went to uh, like a sports program in TV, uh, radio. radio, and talked about our project in Bangladesh. Wow! So because of them and because of the people in Brazil, we could we could uh, raise like uh, ten thousand dollars in one month. And we could buy a lot of stuff through school, a lot food. of toys, food for one year, and a lot of medicines for the kids. So God blessed us a lot in this project. Yeah. And we never imagined that would happen because we went to work at Adventist school. We mm -hmm. never thought we would get involved also with this other community, uh -huh. which was a blessing. And then we could realize that... Um, at first, when you get to a different place, maybe you can have thoughts like, who am I? I mean, why am I here? I'm just a nobody. And we are poor. We are poor <laughs> yes. people. Come on. What can we do? Our <laughs> salary was like 100 
and fifteen dollars per month yeah. in yes. Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we were volunteer. Yeah. Who am I to do that? But yeah. God used us a lot, yeah. and yeah, He did a lot of miracles there. Yeah, yeah, I guess that that was one of the biggest learnings we got from it that God can use us as bridges to mm -hmm. connect people who need and connect to other people who can help, mm -hmm. even though we are not the ones doing that. You know, <laughs> that we're not the helping hand, but we can connect people to other people. So yeah, yeah. that was the biggest thing we 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 took from it from this experience. That's great. And I love that you're thinking about social media and uh, connecting people that way. And I appreciate the fact that you went there working with an Adventist project, but were able to also help a Muslim project. And, and mm -hmm. you know, we're talking about a kind of interfaith connection. Um, so you, you mentioned your Instagram, and I want to repeat it to we go. Uh, we'll link that. Um, in the post that we make, because you have over 5,000 followers there, and uh, it's a fun, um, uh, it's a fun review of your past and also what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. So you uh, had this really great experience, challenging at times in Bangladesh, and did you go back to Brazil or did you end up in America after that? So did you remember that we said? I stopped my studies in UNASP, and our, our first idea was we will go to Bangladesh, and then we, we need to come back to Brazil to finish my studies. But when we lived in Bangladesh, we were, when we were living there, sorry, um, we, we thought about our future, about the ministry, about our mission, about our, our purpose as a pastor, as a future pastor, and about my the, the improvement of my of the english language as well and we could see a lot of miracles that god made in us through in through us um that's why we thought let's 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 see something more more uh how can i say ambitious let's try to get in angels universe why not because i have my undergrad and i can use my communication background to to start my master's degree in, in andrews so uh after bangladesh we we went to brazil and there we we started to plan and prayer about god if you uh open the door in the in the united states embassy and if we if we get approved there in our interview we will go to Andrews, even though we don't have money. <laughs> but if you, if if the guy there says no, you you are declined. You are not. You you cannot go to United States. Your visa is is declined. <laughs> we will come back to Nasty to Brazil to finish my studies there in yes. São Paulo in Brazil. Of course, you had to prove and come. Yeah, of course, we need to prepare yeah. a lot of stuff to yeah. to do that. So, but, I mean, that that took a while to get organized, but you know, God provided. Yeah. But we were happy either way, coming here or mm -hmm. staying in Brazil. We even thought about going to the Philippines because it was right there, right beside Bangladesh. They also have an Adventist University there. So we thought maybe we could, we could try to go there as well so he could finish, you know, the seminary there. Yeah. But then we thought it's so far away and um, we would like, you know, to visit our family or to have our family visit us. 
you would be much closer to go to the United States. And that's also an English speaking country. So yeah. he could um, continue improve, to yeah. improve as well. And then it worked. He got approved the visa. I mean, and, and also the, the, the officials. <laughs> yeah. And then and we got here. Yeah, yeah, God opened this door here. We came yeah. last year. We lived in Miami with uh, Karin's aunt there. Yeah. And he studied English first yeah, last year. I, I studied English in uh, ESL school. And in January this year, I started in Andrews. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Let's, uh, if we can do a little bit of a uh, cultural um, comparison. You're here living in Berrien Springs. You've spent some time traveling across the United States. And I'm curious what you think people, especially Adventists, should understand about Brazil. You know, it's a, there are many Brazilians who are part, significant parts of the general conference right now. So world church mm -hmm. leadership, including the new secretary um, there, uh, Ayrton Cooler. And you, uh, Brazil is a the engine of the South American division, mm -hmm. a big contributor in media and tithe to the world church. Um, but at the same time, it can people think of it maybe as conservative um, and um, a lot of Americans. I don't know how your experience is, but they might not really know a lot about Brazil beyond, you know, football or music or beaches. So what should um, American Adventists or Adventists around the world um, know about uh, Adventism in Brazil? Uh, actually, before Adventism, I, I could say that Brazilians in general are so creative. Yeah. Are so, uh, they are uh, like uh, entrepreneurs. entrepreneurs. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, yes. Yeah. Ambitious yeah, yeah. So entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, yes. And in, in our church, is so strong there as well. In Adventist, because of internet, we have a, a strong TV there, Novo Tempo, uh, a strong channel. So it's not the problem of Brazilian, but one thing that unfortunately Brazil don't have is English. Mm. If, if, if we speak English as a first language, we, we could see a lot of uh, uh, more, sorry, we could see more young people go around the world. But just like a seven or eight people in Brazil speak English, percent. sorry, yeah, yeah, seven or eight percent of the people in Brazil speak English uh, fluently. Is that just because Portuguese is such a beautiful language, they don't want to learn anything <laughs> else? <laughs> I guess, well, I guess because Brazil is so big and yeah. then you have all kinds of professions, you have you, you can have all places to go and see and, and go for vacation. So, and in the beginning, I guess a lot of generations ago, maybe people didn't didn't feel the need to go out because mm. you just had a lot there. Mm. Or also the a tickets, lot. Yeah, the tickets. The yeah. tickets was so expensive in the yeah. past as yes. well. Now it's it's more available. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why financially yeah. to go abroad was much more difficult before. Mm -hmm. But. Um, and yeah, nowadays the younger generations they're they speak more English, but the mm -hmm. older generations not really. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Speaking of generations, um, you mentioned that 
Um, there's an entrepreneurial spirit there in Brazil. Does that create some generational tension at all? Do young folk, young Adventists in Brazil feel, you know, they're ambitious, they want to create change, maybe they want music with a little bit more excitement, and maybe is are there kind of older church leaders who maybe are not ready for that kind of change? Is there a feeling that there's a there's energy there that could break forth as new generations get more involved? Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I said, Brazil is very diverse. So that's lots of different cultural influences. Um, and I mean, every generation is, um, is new, let's say. For example, nowadays, the older people, once in the past, were the younger people with the new ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, you, you were yeah. talking about yesterday. We are, I, I, I am 30 years old, Karin is 29. We are old. <laughs> new generation. It's crazy. <laughs> the, the, uh, the, the teenagers ca cannot talk and think to me because I can't understand what they are talking about. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, of course, there is you no know, clash in, in, in generations, I guess, everywhere in the world. Yeah. And for example, um, in the past, Pathfinders was really close uh, to the Adventist community. And then uh, nowadays, the older generations, you know, were the ones who actually took Pathfinders to, to go out to reach other kids mm -hmm. in the schools, in the communities, public schools. And that's why, that's also why. Pathfinders is so huge in Brazil nowadays because that's how uh, the gospel is spread mm -hmm. in most in a lot of times. Lots of families convert to Adventism because of their kids, because yeah. of Pathfinders, because nowadays education. Yeah, well. this is used as a tool to show other kids and other uh, teenagers and younger, you know, people uh, about Jesus. But in the past, that was not the case. They, it was really close to the Adventist community, so. Uh, that was that's a good example that before the 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 young people before the, you know they had changes they had you know new ideas and innovations and nowadays those young people are the older generation <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they're trying to cope with the new ideas that are coming up with the new you know generations yeah. so I believe yeah. that this problem it, it's yeah. not only in Brazil you, you I, I know I, I believe that you have been living this type of situation here in U.S. as well, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. And I like your perspective, which is just remembering that, you know, each person, independent of being a part of a generation, has new experiences and they see the world, reality in new ways, different ways. And we, in some ways, just have to nod our heads and appreciate the, the, the irony that is existence on this earth. Um, so I want to know what your, I may, this will maybe be our last question here. It's been great talking with both of you and hearing your story. What do you hope to do now? You're, you're in school, you're there in Berrien Springs. Both of you, um, clearly understand social media and are ambitious. What are you hoping to do in, in the next few years? Uh, once you kind of springboard on to your next adventure? So, uh, before to answer this question, I, uh, I'd like to go back in our, in our last 
uh, in your last question about Brazil, and I, I would say that Brazil is more than naked humans, it's more than carnival, it's more than soccer. Brazil is a beautiful country. It's, a, uh, it's not a perfect people, but there are a lot of kind people. Uh, you are so welcome there, even though you can see a lot of violence in TV in Brazil, favelas, etc. But we have a lot of diverse, di diversity there. So I would say that, please visit our country because it's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I will. Thank you. <laughs> you're a good, you're, I see the media part. You're a good promoter. <laughs> Yes. Well, and, and to answer, you know, about the future, um, we I think we have realized that we we can make plans, but God is the one who you know says actually what's going to happen. We have been making plans ever since you know we can remember, but our lives have have been changing so much in such a, in so little time. Like in in three years, we have been in three different countries. Yeah, and and everything has changed. Uh, and now we have the pandemic that also has changed our plans a lot. So we do we do have expectations and and, and dreams, but we are very flexible. Totally, totally, <laughs> we yeah. got to the point that we just say to God, "Okay, God, we you know we're thinking about this, but in case you have something else, we can accept that too." <laughs> but we do plan to. I mean, for Agnes, he still has got like two years, two more. or three years yeah. more to go here in Bear Springs. I also plan to go back to study, uh, hopefully in year during your time um, soon. What would you like and, to study? Um, I I have lots of interests <laughs> interests, but um, I do like to study things that are involved in the international scenario. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, um, international community development, you know, NGOs, things like this. Um, but also, I'm very interested in the research area. So that, that you know, catches my attention as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm still researching and to try to make a decision what, which way I'm going to go and what God, God wants me to do as well. Yeah, I'd say that we are living our present. Yeah, 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 we are. We are. We are, we are living deeply our present. You know, <laughs> we we have been enjoying this place. We have been tra uh, travel a lot here in the United States. We have been doing a lot of road trips here while I'm not studying. So we are trying to enjoy our moment. You know, I'm not. I'm not worried about the future because we know that God is is planning a lot of good things to us in the future. So we are trying to. Yeah. to enjoy our time here <laughs> we are planning you know to do some things but yeah, it's but... not for sure yet and yeah. as we have been proven <laughs> oh. by god everything can change yeah we <laughs> so. have we have some ideas like uh after my my class finished here we we go back to come back go back uh to asia to work there in a new project in an adventist church or an, an, a new country that don't have Adventist church, Adventist people. Uh, I have we have plans to stay here in the United States to be a pastor in some some church here. So we have been thinking about that. Of course, we are human beings, <laughs> uh, but we are not worried about our yeah. future. Yeah, yeah, we have some ideas, and then whatever God wants us to do, we we'll, we will just follow it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, as he said, meanwhile we're just trying to learn as much as possible, mm -hmm. not only. Um, 
in the educational area, but also meeting people because the more you talk to different people from, and here is a great place because mm -hmm. you can have, you can have, you know, lunch with someone from one country and then you can have dinner for someone from a different continent. Yeah, so <laughs> it's a great opportunity that we have to learn, you know, by, being, know people, yeah, yeah, know by being exposed to different experiences, even though we're in the same place. Mm -hmm. So we're just taking this opportunity to learn as much as we can and then put it into practice and trying to be more useful to the communities that we will be part of uh, in the future and in the moment. And well. meanwhile, we are trying to to uh, continue our ministry in our Instagram, our YouTube, uh, our channel, sorry, in YouTube. So uh, we have been doing some lives sometimes uh, with some uh, volunteers and missionaries uh, who are around the world. We have been trying to interact with people between place and between countries. Karin, please uh, share our story with Salmar and Delmar. Oh, yeah, yes. Something that happened this week that's interesting. Um, um, we, as, as he just mentioned, we have a series of interviews with different uh, missionaries and volunteers. And so th there is a public that comes to our channel to watch this. And then one guy just came to Agnes and said, you know, I was planning to go to Egypt. I'm a doctor. I wanted to, you know, take at least a year for my life to serve, um, to give my gifts to, you know, God's people. And then, but it didn't work out. Maybe I, I there, there was another day that I saw you, you were interviewing a guy from Albania. He's a pastor there and they have a, uh, Influence a, project, yeah. a project there and i was wondering if you could talk to him if they need a doctor and me and my wife she's she's also a, a physical therapist maybe we could go and work so agnes went and talked to, to this other guy from albania and then this guy said oh my goodness i can't believe what you're saying because i was just talking to my father how uh, we were planning to open a clinic in this project. And the one person we needed now was a doctor. And I was just praying for God to show someone to come to and, Albania. And you came us. to me and saying yeah. that you have a doctor that you want <laughs> to come to Albania. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so it's just amazing how, as we said, God can continue to use us as bridges to connect people. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are, God can use you to help, you know, connect people from different continents. Yeah. <laughs> That's a beautiful story. Uh, thank you so much for uh, sharing uh, your story thus far. I feel like we're in the first act of a multi-act experience. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I love that you're really thinking in um, big ways about how you want to use your social media presence and also that you, you have big dreams for education and service. So um, it's great to see how big the Adventist world can be and how we can even serve beyond the Adventist borders and make connections with other humans who are trying to make the world a better place. Uh, thank you so much for talking with uh, the Spectrum community. Thanks to you. Yeah, thanks for having us here. And I hope that the, the listeners can enjoy this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. This could be this could be Yeah, this could be
This could 